Hey, this is Joel Oates, lead pastor of Real Life Church, and you're listening to Beyond the Sermon. Each week, we get the opportunity to dig just a little bit deeper into Sunday's message and offer a little bit more truth and clarity to what was spoken and how it can benefit both you and me in our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Sermon. Uh, This is Pastor Joel. I just want to be the first to wish you a happy Thanksgiving wherever you're dialing in. Uh, I hope that you're having a great time with your family and your friends. Um, You're enjoying loved ones, um, and uh, because let's be honest, we have so much to be thankful for. God has gifted us and blessed us so richly in so many ways, and and so I pray that these holiday seasons, both here in Thanksgiving and in the coming Christmas season yet to come, I hope you guys uh, have a have a blessed blessed time together. Well, let's get right into it. Let's talk about um, this message uh, that we had this past Sunday, um, where we kind of uh, unpacked uh, chapter four. Now we had a a weighty passage, but man, it was rich. There were so many different things that I think God wanted to pull out. But but today, I just I want to take it a little bit further. I, I want to go. I, I want to take some of those passage points. Uh, just a step beyond, and I shared a story about uh, when I was uh, playing football in, in um, my high school, my high school career, my sophomore year. We went down to North Carolina and played this 1A team. And uh, little did the coach share with us as we were playing this quote-unquote practice game um, when we got down there that this was the number one wingback offense in the nation. And uh, and I'm telling you, uh, I have never felt more unprepared for the Goliath that we faced that day than we did um, at that moment. I, I mean, I was praying for halftime. I was praying for the heat and the warm bus. I was shaking the keys for myself to start the bus, start the bus. You know, I mean, that's just the chant. And I couldn't wait to be done because, uh, honestly, we weren't prepared. We weren't prepared for this this monstrous uh, uh, opponent, this monstrous enemy that was before us. And, and I don't know if you're like me. I, I, man, I, I felt so, um, I felt so like small in the, that moment where I'm out on the field and it's like I didn't have the right tools. I didn't have what I needed. And, and I'm telling you, when we're facing the enemy that we will, not if, we will face on a consistent basis um, man, my heart and my prayer for not only myself, but for everyone that's listening is that you really understand that there are unseen battles that are going on. So we better be fighting and working with the unseen weapons and tools that God Almighty has given to us. And so um, I went back to this idea of, of prayer and how Nehemiah just set up this thing of, of where the enemy was, you know, chapter five or chapter four goes into just saying, hey, um, Sanballat and Tobiah and all these guys, they're just mocking, they're making fun of God. And Nehemiah's response was literally from such a place of preparation. He fell to his knees. He just prayed, and he cried out to God. And I, I, I truly don't want anyone listening here today to think prayer is that backseat option or that last resort, or because we always go there. God wants, wants us to be on our knees as that first resort, that first step that we take. Because when we're on our knees, there's such power that's invited into that moment. All of a sudden, our our heart and our soul that seems so naked, so unprepared, all of a sudden, the God of the universe comes in and goes, yeah, I'm going to battle for you. 
I'm going to do what you can't. And so your, our appropriate response, like Nehemiah, is to fall to our knees and say, God, you do what I can't. You get the glory. You move. You receive honor and power and praise for everything that's about to happen. It's what happened with David and Goliath on the field. See, everyone likes to praise David for what he did. Uh, don't, please don't be mistaken when it comes to this story. This battle, that battle on that field between David and Goliath was not about David. And really, it wasn't even about Goliath. It was about God. He stepped in and he got the victory. He knew how the battle and the outcome was going to play out. And he himself set himself up for the most glory possible. And that's honestly what we're doing when we ask God to kind of move in. And so I love Nehemiah's first response. And that is truly our first, our first step for, for um, just being prepared in those moments. But the second thing I want to draw our attention to is this idea of placement. Nehemiah, and, and this is where I want to go a little bit further. Nehemiah talked about how he placed his men at some of those lower walls. So I want you to gather a picture with me real quick. The wall is half built, uh, meaning that, like it's halfway high, but there's still these gaps. There's still these open, open areas where the enemy or spies could, can literally sneak into the city, sabotage what's going on, uh, inflict pain, confusion, or goodness, just an all-out frontal attack and assault to kill the workers that were trying to get this wall done. And so Nehemiah, Nehemiah knew that part of our preparation, part of being prepared was all about placement. And so he took those men and those women who had their swords drawn, and he said, this, don't overcomplicate it. This space right here, this is where I need you, and I need you to be vigilant, and I need you to be my sentry, and I need you to have eyes uh, like hawks, and I need you to begin to, to look all around you, and I think, I think that that placement, I think, is missed in so many of our churches today. I think we miss the fact that, that uh, I, I, in, as far, or, in our, or in our families, I think we miss the fact that there is gaping holes in our churches, gaping holes in our families. And, and really, if we as dads, we as men of God, we as just children of God, men, women, boys, girls, are willing to go in boldness and realize what God has poured in and the power and authority that we are under, we can stand in any gap knowing that the victory is already found. The battle is already won. There's not an enemy that can come against us that will prosper when we stand on the name of Jesus alone. And, and, I, and I just love that picture of how he just placed them all around the wall, no matter where the enemy, because the enemy's coming from all directions. Man, nothing was going to get in. And the, the, the work that God had laid out was definitely going to be done. Well, finally, I, I love where Nehemiah kind of went at the end. And he, he talked about, and we were kind of in a rush, and so, uh, because I, I, wanna, I wanted to spend a little bit more time talking about loaves and fish, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but, but I want to just spend a little bit of time, our remainder time here as we talk about Nehemiah chapter 4. I want to talk about how Nehemiah had every single one of his people with two instruments in their hand. They had a sword in one, and they had a tool in another. Could have been a hammer, it could have been a shovel. I, I don't know what it was. But they had a tool in one hand, they had a sword in another. And I just, I just want to I just want you to understand this is the picture of every follower of Jesus. There are days that you and I will be called to 
pour out every single ounce of energy we have, every single resource that we've been given, and pour it into what God is calling us to pour into and to work until he calls us home. But then there's also days when the trumpet will sound and the attacks of the enemy will come, and they'll come in huge waves and barrages. And so when that, when that trumpet sounds, I want each and every one of us to understand it is our responsibility not to expect someone else to come alongside our brothers and sisters, but for you to answer that call. You're in hearing distance, so when there is a need, guess what? Guess who gets to step into it? You do. I do. We get to step into those moments with the sword and fight on behalf of our brothers and our sisters and our mothers and our fathers and our sons and our daughters and our brothers and sisters in Christ and say, I'm going to stand and fight on behalf of those that can't fight for themselves in that moment. I will stand back to back with my brother. You know why? The reason why there's no armor on the back of when God talks about the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6 the reason why he, d- he doesn't mention any kind of armor on the back is because he never wants us to turn and run. He always wants us to face and fight. And that's hard for us because it's going to require boldness. It's going to require courage. It's going to require strength that we don't even know is in us. But those that are in Christ, I'm telling you, that strength is there. You just have to be willing to tap into it. You have to be willing to call on to it. That's why we visit the fountain gate, the Holy Spirit. That's why we visit the water gate where we fill our cup with God's living word. So our blade is sharp so that the Holy Spirit goes before us and fills us and we'll be able to stand when the day of evil comes and nothing can move us is what the Bible says. We will be unmoved. It says in James chapter four, it says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and here's here's the great promise, he will flee. That's a promise. When we resist in the way that God has equipped us, when we're holding a tool in one hand and that sharp sword in another, there's nothing that can stand against us. We will be able to weather every storm no no matter how desperate, no matter how long the fight seems to be. And this is how God has called us as believers to live, to think, to live out every day. We sleep with our sword. This is what we do. We sleep with the word of God on our hearts and on our minds and on the tips of our tongues so that we will be able to stand and fight. So whoever's listening, all those that are dialing in maybe today or, um, or, or maybe you're in your car or at home or wherever you are, I want you to be encouraged because, I, because the God that I know and the God that has revealed himself through the word of God, through scripture, he's not distant. He is so present. And when you come against that enemy, and it's not if, it's when, when you come against that enemy, I want you to know that what God has poured into you, what God has prepared you for, what weapon that God has placed in your hand in the form of God's word is enough and it's sufficient So if you're sitting there and you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling beat down and you feel like the storms are just just tossing you back and forth, 
I want you to right now, I want you to lay down the anchor. I want you to set your feet on solid ground and the solid foundation upon which we stand is not a thing, it's a person, it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then I want you to unsheath the sword, the word of God, and I want you to declare the promises that God alone has given you, God alone has given me. Isaiah 46, God says, I do whatever I wish. There is no other God like me. Those are promises that we unsheath. Those are the promises upon which we stand. And so as we look at Nehemiah chapter 4, and then as we look at our own life, walk every day with a tool in your hand because we're going to work and it's going to be hard and it's going to be tiresome. But can I just say there is glory that is in store that awaits us. Glory for all eternity. We will get to be in the presence of the Most High God. But know that when the battle comes, you're going to be able to stand. You're going to be able to fight and nothing will overcome John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you're the branch. He that abides in me and my word abides in you, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. But I'll flip that around. If you do have the vine and we're that branch and we are connected, then all things are possible. So right now, I just want you to know, I want you to believe in your heart. I want you to declare to God, God, would you make the impossible possible today in my life? Would you overcome that, 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 that adversary? Would you overcome that lie that's been, that's been constantly echoing in my, my ear or in my heart? God, thank you for what you're going to do. Guys, I, it is always a privilege to be with you and join you on, on Beyond the Sermon. And, and I know that um, as you're looking at chapter 4 and, and beyond, I, I pray God brings you to those places, that you just take it a little bit further that you see God wants to pour in a little bit, little bit more. And it's beyond Sunday morning. Don't use Sunday morning as a scapegoat. Take it a step further. So, so use beyond the sermon as a means to encourage you to say, hey, guess, guess what? There's so much more in God's word that he wants to show you, reveal to you. And God is not pouring into you just so you can be informed. He's trying to pour into you so you can be transformed. So be transformed today. God is doing so many things um, at our 9 o'clock service. You can always dial in at the, at the 9 o'clock service or our 1030 service. Uh, it's just such an incredible opportunity um, to, just, to just maybe kind of, if you can't be here in person, that's okay. Just dial in online. Um, we'd love for you to join us that way. So, guys, I love you. I'm praying for you. Can't wait to be with you guys next week. God bless. Have a great Thanksgiving. Well, thank you for joining us. It's because of you that this ministry is possible and allows us to continue to help bring the lost people that don't know Jesus Christ just one step closer to knowing who he is. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you share this with a couple friends? And, and by the way, don't forget to subscribe so that you're the first to know when brand new content begins to come out. Click the share buttons, post to your social media, tag us at Get Real Life. For more information, please visit getreallife.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time.